The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. My dear pal Matt Serra is out today. He will be back for Thursday's episode. I have a brilliant comic, Dan Soder, in with me today. We have Je- uh, Wyclef Jean comes in. I almost said Wyclef Juan, but that would have been stupid. Wyclef, a really fun, big UFC fan. And the great Anderson, the Spider Silva! What's better than Bruce Buffer's call? And what's worse than me doing it? UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Well, that's only half right. Matt Serra is not here today. We knew Matt would be out today. So uh, he'll be here Wednesday. Although I might not be here Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, really? Because I'm shooting something. Okay. So I might not be here. I hate to break the bad news. I can hear the fucking cheers going up. <laughs> so my pal Dan Soder hey. is here with me today. Thank you, Dan, for sitting in. Yeah, thanks for having me in. It's always good to have friends that are UFC fans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, have, I have a couple friends that are UFC fans, but it's, oh, it's always weird when I forget that some of my friends aren't. Right. And I get excited about a fight, and they'll be like, oh, you're a UFC fan? You're like, it, it's not 1995 right. anymore. It's a very popular sport. It's not sport. a weird thing to say. Yeah. People are like, oh, you're a UFC fan. You're like, yeah. Right. And then they, they, what even blows their mind more is when you're like, I'm a casual UFC fan. So I watch it sometimes. 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 But I'm not like a diehard. And then they're like, well, how can you not be a diehard and still be a fan? You're like, I don't know. Do you like basketball sometimes? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Sometimes but, yeah, being a casual sports fan is better, especially a team fan. Because this way it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. The Super Bowl is fun to watch. We also have Wyclef Jean coming in. And um, Anderson Silva on the phone. So it'll be a busy show. And uh, yeah, the Super Bowl, I've taken two Super Bowl dumps. I went to Bob Kelly's, my friend Bob Kelly. And it was really uh, chilly, a bit spicy for my taste, if you want the truth. <laughs> and it was fun to watch because I, had, I didn't care. If I was yeah. a Falcons fan, I would literally be hanging myself today. Yeah, that's um, my best friend from middle school is on the coaching staff. Oh. And I was texting with him yesterday. And I, I feel like I have to give him like a whole week. In order to even just be like, sorry. You were texting with him during the game? Before the game. What'd you say? I was like, hey, man, good luck. I'm going to be cheering on the Falcons. And he's like, yeah, man, we're prepared. It was all this stuff. And then like they by halftime, I was like, man, Mike's going to get a ring. And then by the end of the game, I was like. He did. He got a ring from the fucking, the owner. You're fired. Yeah. Well, he might, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan's supposed to take over the, I'm a big 49ers fan. Kyle Shanahan's supposed to take over the 49ers. And I'm like, 
oh, he might go there. So that'd be kind of cool if one of my best friends from middle right. school was on my favorite team. That That's devastating for a fan, though, because they were kicking the shit out of, out yeah. of the Patriots. Patriots stunk. They were playing terrible. And uh, I guess that, you know, look, sometimes it happens. You get excited. You forget that there's a second half. I think the Falcons were wrong. They thought they won at halftime. Well, like, th- the game's over. Oh, wait. We got to come back out? Oh, fuck. And everybody... Everybody I was watching with, everybody on TV was like, well, this is just not how the Patriots play. This game's over. And then they slowly start marching back, and you're like, oh, man. It's what? that super, it's the long halftime, though. That's the thing. It takes an hour between quarters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a long wait. And how phenomenal was Lady Gaga? Let's cut this shit. Yeah. Her <laughs> flying down. That was fake. I didn't like when she jumped. That cheesy jump. Yeah. It was like a jump they do in a fucking play. Yeah. You know when they jump, you know there's cushions there, they, they over-enunciate, <laughs> oh, here I go. Yeah. kind of stunk. Or it's like a music movie from the 70s, like a, like a Grease or something where yeah. they're diving, you're like, stop. The um, the beginning is something me and my roommate kept talking about, is there ever a moment in, in Lady Gaga's head where she's like, this is pretty insane, I'm just on the top of the stadium. I heard she didn't do it that live. Oh, that was all. I heard that was pre-taped because they couldn't get the air rights for the stadium. For the drones. All those were drones behind her. That's American terrifying. American flag drones. And, and uh, it was beautifully done. And they coordinated it great. But they could not get air rights for the game. And I get it. Because they don't want somebody fucking dropping a bomb on the football game. So she had to... That was a, probably on a monitor. Um, I don't know how they... Unless they just filmed her lip syncing in the beginning. And then she jumped down and sang live. I don't know. But is anyone else freaked out by the how they're trying to normalize robots in our house now? I love it. I hate it. Why? No way, man. That's Big Brother shit. That's... I love Big Brother. Wait till there's a little like, you know, three foot high robot mouth that just kind of comes in and then goes back and then comes in and then goes back. It's oh, phenomenal. Dude. That's gonna be so scary. I can't wait for robots. Uh, call me John Connor. I'm gonna start smashing any of those Amazon things when I walk into someone's house. It's great. It saves us trouble. No, they just listen. They're just listening. They do. And they're there. Alexa. Uh, Alexa's like, oh, let me get Get you that and you're like how do you I, you shouldn't know that let me do this alexa play sam kennison because right now people who are hearing this hopefully you have children in the house <laughs> you are! Oh! Uh, what are you doing alexa yeah i just put jake down for a nap yeah that's alexa play john valby <laughs> <laughs> alexa order dildos from amazon <laughs> It's got all your pay information. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know when the Xbox One came out and they did the voice activation? Yep. Like Xbox turned on. They had a commercial with actor Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. And there was a rumor that his commercial was turning on people's Xboxes because he was like, Xbox, turn on. And then they're all around the country. All these fucking Xboxes are just randomly turning on. Well, you know, Trump and whoever is president, I'm sure Obama had it too. They cannot have a phone that can take pictures. They cannot have a phone that has any type of camera on it. And I'm guessing because that's hackable. Yeah. And if it's hackable, somebody can get in. So there's there's zero ability to... Plus, you have a photographer with you at all times. You don't need to do a selfie. You just got a guy... <laughs> I wish someone was here to take this. Oh, there's a oh, guy right, that yeah. just does that. That's right. There's a guy with a machine gun who will take it. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's probably why. So I hear Trump does not have that. And nobody who's president has it. You have to use a pretty basic, secure phone, which would kind of suck if you, if you like sexting. What if they gave him a wind-up? Like one of those disposable. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sk, 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 sk. A fun one. Like, All right, yeah. And he's like, okay, we'll have these back to you in a week, sir. I remember I had one of those, a wind up one, where it was like fut fut fut, and me and Godfrey, who's a comedian, were in the comedy cellar, and Shaka Khan walked by, <laughs> and we we went to get our uh, picture taken with Shaka Khan. Was it Shaka Khan? This thing fell. Oh, I think it's Shaka. I yeah, think you're Shaka right. Khan. Yeah. And we went and got our photo taken with those shitty cameras. 
And I still have those photos. Terrible story, by the way. <laughs> supposed to be heartwarming. It was just you chasing down an 80s celebrity? Yeah. Well, this was years ago. Yeah. This wasn't. It was probably 2000. Maybe. I think. It, do they even sell disposable cameras now? I don't know. I think that. Yeah, yeah. You'll get them once in a while. Like if you do a, a, a fun, they'll be on the tables and stuff like that. They still sell them. Okay. Uh, did you watch the fights? I, I watched wa- every fight. Finally, I watched every fight this this weekend. It was an unbelievable card in Buffalo. Yeah, I had spots, but I came home and watched all the. Uh, I watched the the wrap up on a couple different websites, and it, it was seemed like one of those cards. It's always the cards that I don't record that I regret the most, right? Because there was like three great knockouts. There was a couple decisions, but there was, you know the fights were exciting the whole time. And then I went back and I watched some of the full fights after watching the highlights. Uh, the uh, Dennis Bermudez was obviously the main event against. Uh, the Korean zombie uh, Chan Sung Chung, and he hadn't fought. What was it? Three and a half years because yeah, of, because of his uh, military service. Yeah, man. South Korea makes you do it, where you got to come and serve, even if you're a top athlete. Yeah, he had lost a fight to Jose Aldo because of a shoulder injury, got surgery, yeah, and then uh, for, fought for the first time. And Bermudez was doing really well. I, I when I watched the highlights, it made me want to go back and watch the fight because you see in the. I mean, obviously it was only a one round fight, but right. Bermudez came out fast, yep. and it just looked like the Korean zombie hadn't... It looked like he hadn't fought in three years. Yeah, and I think they didn't... Uh, by the way, I, I wrote notes on all the fights, and I'm such an... This is what a worthless asshole I am. They're backwards. <laughs> what? So the last one I have, they're in order of the fights, but I should have written them in order of importance. That's yeah. So stupid. Oh, in, de- in dissenting order as opposed yeah. to... Yeah, but, but I have to go backwards now. But I, I wrote he had a he because he seemed like he was being very aggressive and I guess uh, I guess uh, uh, the zombie had a, what, a six inch reach advantage, yeah. So it seemed like he was trying to kind of uh, make up for that and be. I'm guessing too that he was assuming he was going to have a little ring rust. Yeah. I'm, that's my guess that he was thinking that he might be a little rusty after three and a half years. So he's being like really like just trying to like shock and awe and it was working. Yeah, he caught him twice. I mean, one of those rights I thought. It was done. Like when he when he hit him once, he kind of backed up, and I was like, right. I thought he was going to just go in, but then you see the Korean zombie just use that jab that he used that length. That was how you could tell he found a little bit of rhythm. Like I guess halfway through the round, and he slipped a jab and that, that uppercut. I, I've never seen a more perfect. That was like the one in Ghana who knocked out uh, Glover Tasharith. Yeah, a perfectly placed. Ugly uppercut, right? Like, like literally, you couldn't have gotten it on the chin more beautifully. <laughs> if he aimed for it, if he put his chin out, he first. would have missed. He would have hit him in the neck. <laughs> yeah. or he would have hit him in the nose. Yeah. There's no way to hit a jaw that perfectly. And, and Bermuda just was out. Yeah, lights out. Did he the... hit him again after that? Or he literally just collapsed. I think that was he. It. He went down on him and dropped a couple. Yeah, I think he might have landed one after, but it was that was obviously the one that put him out. Yeah, but you always know it's a clean fight and a quick fight in the in the press conference. Korean Zombie just looked so clean and Fresh. happy. He looked like he just got to the venue. How did uh, I, I felt? Really, I didn't watch the press conference. I felt bad for Bermudez though, because uh, you know I like him and uh, he's what, what's he ranked in the top ten? Uh, I don't know what his ranking is. I should probably know that, but I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe or is he not? Like that? No, he he is. Is he the number nine fighter? I didn't watch his press conference just because I felt <laughs> the way how happy Sung was in his the Korean zombie was in his press conference. You're like, oh, the op- it's got to be the opposite with Bermudez, where he's just like, I had it and then I got knocked out. Yeah, I watched. I watched the. Uh, Little, by the way, Brian Stan is great. Brian Stan is yeah. such a good... I, I guess he play-by-play guy in yeah. UFC. I guess you would say play-by-play, but he is really tremendous. And I, I wrote down some amazing call he made right before, he, before it happened, and it's in five pages of notes, so don't count on me talking <laughs> about it. Uh, and the fight of the night was uh, Andraz against Hill. Am I saying her name right? Yeah, Jessica Andraz. Andraz it, yeah. Why, why do you have a, a Andraj? It's, it's just too weird. Andraz. That was tremendous. She was really. She was supposed to beat Hill. She was like heavily favored. 
And uh, like, didn't Dana already offer her uh, in Jacek? And she said she wanted to fight once more in the division to see if she liked that weight. Yes, that's a yeah. That that's a very be... dangerous move. Yeah, that oh, just yeah. fuck cowboy fighting when you don't have to fight. Like he could have just waited and taken another fight. But there's something also very endearing about that, where you're kind of like, if, as a fan, like Cerrone's my favorite fighter, and that makes me like him even more, even if he did lose, because you're like, ah, oh, this dude's just taking fights. Yeah, but you got to be smart about it too, especially as you're getting older, and you, you know he wants to fight for the championship again. Yeah. Yeah. That was a dangerous fight. He did not need to take it. He just fought recently. He could have waited. I thought that was a stupid move. But Andrade, Andrade, Andrade. It sounds like an artist Prince helped she, out. She, literally, she fights like Jake LaMotta. She reminds me of Jake LaMotta, where she's kind of she's extremely. She does not do anything but move forward. Yeah, and she just has like that little. That little kind of compact back and forth boxing style, and she reminded it was like watching Lamada fight if he was a woman and alive now in Brazilian. And that I think that <laughs> well, he is alive, but he's not fighting. Yeah, stop fighting in the fucking forties. But I think that style is, has made its way over to MMA. That Mexican style of boxing just advance, like give take one to give two. Yeah, and it's starting to show up a lot in boxing, yeah. and it's really starting to mess with people like Cerrone who got caught. Yeah, because that was a boxer, or with like Holly Holm when she fought Ronda Rousey, it was like that nonstop relenting, keep coming. Uh, I'm gonna throw. Even if you hit me, I'm still gonna hit you with two more. It was, well, it was like watching, like you know, and, and with Lamont, it was always take forty to give out one good. One. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was like watching uh, 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 Angela Hill was like watching uh, Jake and Sugar Ray. Yeah. She was like tall. She had a big reach advantage. Uh, you know, she her kicks were awesome. Like she she was really really fucking tough. Like what an amazing jaw she had. Like there's no way she should have been knocked out probably in every round. There was shots that should have put her down. She was very tough. So how quick do you think Dana turns around and gives her a title shot? Well, she fought three rounds. It was a decision, and it was not an easy fight. Yeah. So she has to wait a little while. But Yinjechik is, I'm sure, pretty ready to fight. So the next fight will be... will be. When did she fight? She fought in uh, New York. That was her last fight. Yeah, which that was a tough fight for her. It was, the, yeah. It was a five-round decision, yeah, right? Two or five. Yeah. Um, so wait, that was... What are we in now? February? April? Not in April. You think May or June? You don't think they'll wait till the July 4th card, do you? Maybe. I'm not really sure. I'm not March, sure if April, she's... April, May, June. That's five months. Yeah, maybe that could, be. that could be it, or 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 will they use it as a main event somewhere? Yeah, well, I would think it'd be a main event, probably. I mean, unless it's a really stacked. Yeah, card. she's usually know. not in a main event in Jacek. She's not usually, isn't she? Usually a co-main. Yeah, she could be. It depends. Depends what's on the card. Um, I, and I want to go way back to the. Uh, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but let me find out where my notes are on fucking uh, Curtis Blades, Adam Milstead. Yeah. Oh, that was the call. That was the call. Uh, first of all, oh, I've never seen anybody thrown around yeah. more than Blades through uh, Millstead around. I've never seen a and, and you're only going to see that in heavyweight division because he came in. I think what was it, two sixty five and two thirty? There's a thirty pound weight difference. Yeah, but he was. I mean, the way he was tossing him around was it looked like. I don't think I've seen that in the heavyweight division. I, I don't think. Have you ever seen that in a fight? No. I've never seen a guy put down so even with brutally. like like a Cain Velasquez or who used to just kind of mow people down in the heavyweight division. Right. You just that. That, I mean, that slam that he had where he got him, it was like a suplex. It was like a perfect suplex. Right. And you're like, Blades is, and his name's badass. And he's training in like an awesome camp. And he's kind of just, you know, yeah, he's a fun guy to watch. He's he was a, a real fun guy to watch. He is a really, really fun guy to watch. Um, and he was, he hurt him very early. And again, he had a, he fought uh, Nganu. And I guess the second round, there was a stoppage because of his eye. Yeah. Yep. But he's a very, very tough guy. And I, I, I've never seen a, a fighter manhandle. Like, you knew immediately what that fight was going to be. Yeah. And you knew Milstead knew it. He was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, when he got his hands on him, he's like, ah, oh, this guy is just going to fucking toy with me. And he had an injury to his right knee, which they showed during replay. And this is what Brian Stan is so great. 
because he he I didn't catch it obviously. Yeah. But you could see he went down. He was in pain, and um and and Stan in the uh, in between rounds said that they should not let him go back out and fight. He said that's a bad job by the coaching because part of their job is to is to look out for this guy and not let them go out and they get criticized because a lot of times they never stop a fighter from going back out. Yeah. So Brian Stan did such a, such an amazing job of calling that because then you know what was it a minute into the second round? Yeah. Uh, he dislocates his knee. And it was very obvious, it's ugly, and yeah. uh, it was a verbal stoppage, a, a verbal tap. Yeah, you don't see them very often. Silva, when he broke his leg against uh, Wyman, Wyman I guess, yeah, when he was a verbal one, but that was the audience. I, yeah. I think he heard seventeen thousand people go, oh. ah. and then people following up with throwing up. Yeah, but I th- the the weird <laughs> the weird thing is that the corners don't stop it. Never, and it happens way more in boxing, where a loss is way more detrimental to your career than it is in MMA. And it's weird that there isn't any corners that are stepping in. Like um, in boxing, the Golovkin, the last Golovkin fight, where he shattered his the, his opponent's orbital bone, and they stopped, and you're like, oh, it didn't. You couldn't even tell watching the fight. And I don't think the ref could tell, but finally the corners came in, and you've I've just never seen that in UFC. If, if you know the guy's knee's gone and he's getting tossed around, you should probably stop it. Uh, yeah, and uh, there was one fight that kind of annoyed me, and uh, this is on the main card again. I apologize. I should. I, I staple these things. I, my memory is really bad. You're like a um, professor that's just like coming in and going over the notes, like a, a really good scientific professor. Well, Dana said he wanted to hire two people to do this podcast: one who was a welterweight champion, and one who did too many drugs when he was younger, and his memory <laughs> stinks. And I threw my hand up. Yeah. I'm ready. It's amazing what I remember and what I don't remember. Like my my memory for important work things is shit. Yeah. But you asked me for a movie quote in 1974, <laughs> and I'll give it to you. You know why? Because women don't fuck you for that. Anything a woman won't fuck you for, my yeah. memory is spot on. <laughs> Uh, was uh, Hamos against uh, uh, Tanaka. Is that how you say it? Or Tanaka? No, Tanaka. Yeah. Tanaka. That, uh, a, a bantamweight fight, it was uh, Hamos by decision, uh, unanimous decision. But I've never, I, there's another, I never, I've never seen a fighter dance around another fighter. And Herb Dean in the third round kept saying, engage, engage, engage. And he said, if you don't engage, I'm going to take a point. I've never seen a fighter threaten to have a point removed if he did not engage the other fighter. That's what I would do if I fought. I don't blame him. <laughs> they would have to say to me, Jim, engage. Soft shoes, engage. Norton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're singing Minnie the Moocher <laughs> on the outside. Hide, hide. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about I guess they're just dancing. The cardio kid. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, that was the uh, well. When people criticize like Connor for it when he was gassed in the Diaz against, fight, yes. But that's a difference than Tanaka just dancing, dude. He was all purely over. dancing. And first, and that blonde hair—he looked like he's wearing Khabib's hat. He was very uncomfortable <laughs> to look at. And I also, who, who's the woman, the uh, the Australian uh, Tisha Torres against uh, Beth yeah, Beck Rollins? Yeah. Her purple hair—is that not like it, it sounds weird, right? But is that not at all distracting to the other fighter? It's got to be. Like, on some level, are you allowed to just do that? Like, does that not, like, fuck your eye line up when you're eye contact looking to fight? I thought of that through that fight. I'm like, does that not bother her? Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, they're probably looking for every psychological advantage they can get. If you're changing your hair, if you, you know, if you have a beard or just to, you know, like, rub your face on someone's arm. There's got to be small stuff like that all the time that you're not thinking about. But absolutely, the hair's got to be. The face. The face. Like, you know, when you see Brock Lesnar and that giant gargoyle head rubbing that scruff on somebody, like, that has got to be 
awful. Yeah, it's got to be like a like one of those SOS br- like Brillo pads. Yeah, with a just on your arm, a big meathead. Yeah, a it, heavyweight fucking jock head, angry and looking to hurt you. Yeah, I can't imagine being terrified and annoyed. Yeah, while you're like, ah, stop! But also, you're like, if I let go of your head right now, I'm gonna get pulverized. Especially Brock Lesnar, if a guy like that, if he gets you on the ground and he's just using that to move around, that's yeah. Very, very. Uh, so that fight kind of bugged me a little bit. Uh, Khalil Roundtree uh, put out uh, Jolly, uh, and, and that was like literally the first night on Fight Pass uh, prelims of the night, and it was a first round knockout. And I guess he was. Did he shoot for a takeout, a takedown? And uh, he put his knee. He timed it. Where he waited till Jolly pulled his hand yeah. up and he drilled his knee. I mean, yeah, I've jo- never seen a more perfectly placed knee. Yeah, Jolly went for like a double leg. And Khalil just grabbed him and was like, this isn't happening. I didn't even see because yes. I missed that. I didn't watch the prelims. The, that, anyway. that to me, Khalil Roundtree is a beast. And that was a really, really great. Uh, hello, sir. What's up, baby? Uh, yeah. Clef is here. Thank you for coming. What up? What up? We're talking about the uh, the fights. Do you do you watch them or did you watch them this weekend? Um, yeah. So so it's funny. So I'm coming in here and, uh, and the publicist is about to hand me uh, a UFC paper for a briefing I was like don't disrespect me like that you might want to send that to Drake you know <laughs> um, this is like one of my favorite sports you know oh, what I mean? I'm a mixed martial artist um, coming up with the Fugees we actually I used to be I was obsessed 20 something years ago right yeah so remember a lot of the movement was starting off in Brazil yeah. with the Gracie brothers so I used to have people tapping out on the bus <laughs> early how much fun is it to do that to somebody who doesn't train at all that's gotta uh, be really satisfying no, to tap no. somebody who's never trained. <laughs> no, no, you never trained before. You, it's gonna be finished. So, were you were in the, you were into the UFC back when, like, the first one in Denver, and then when Shamrock. they were doing like, yeah, I'm saying, like I'm like yeah. heavy. So when she's giving me, I'm like, you kidding me right now? So it's funny because um, then I went to Brazil too. I was amazed by the whole thing. Yeah, um, and then I was amazed by the Gracies, you know, the original, the size of these boys and how they was putting them out. And people have to understand with the mixed martial arts, it's really all about the chi, right? So the en- energy comes from from the mind. So I'm like a huge. So it's like now to watch how the sport has come so yeah. big. You know what I mean? It's definitely was insane and stuff. Do you well, meditate? Um, meditation is um, is definitely part of, a, of 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 what we do, especially like in my business, right? So similar to so you know how you go into the cage and there's the adrenaline. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. Before you go in, it's that pump up. It's the same way. So before we jump on that stage, it's like you have to go through a stage like you you know. It's almost like you're punching yourself, you're calm, and then you go into it. I mean, meditation is definitely part of it. You know what I mean? I, I need to med- meditation is supposed to be good. I used for years I, I would walk on stage negatively. Yeah. I would kind of set myself up to fail. Like, look, they're gonna hate your guts, and then I would just go on, and if they like me, it was a plus. It, that, was, it was a positive. That's exactly what I do. Before I go on stage, I'm like, all right, this is gonna go terrible. I always say set the bar low enough and you can just like walk over it, but I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah, to it's do. not healthy to do. You don't have to set yourself up to fail just to feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. But it was just a way of having low yeah. self-esteem and feeling okay about walking on stage. Big time. I had a question for y'all. Sure. Joy St. Pierre. Um, I, I don't think Honestly. he's coming back. I don't want to see him come back, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. I, I don't want to see I those like guys. I have, like, hardcore UFC questions. You know? I, yeah. don't see, I, I know I don't you guys are such pros. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just filling in. I'm friends with Jim, and oh, I'm okay. a comic. Yeah, Matt, and, Matt yeah. uh, Sarah is normally the co-host, but Matt yeah, was out yeah. th- today. Uh-huh. But I kind of... Uh, I don't want to see GSP fight, and he's a part of that... Uh, the organization now, all yeah. the fighters, yeah. uh, him and Cowboy and a few uh-huh, others, uh-huh. Uh, trying to kind of unionize in a way. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't want to see him fight. I don't want to see BJ fight. Those guys, like I wouldn't want to see Liddell fight at this point. I'm amazed 
that uh, that Rampage is still fighting. Like yeah. Amazing Tito is still fighting. Yeah. You, like, I like these guys. You don't yeah. want to see them get hurt by some 25 year old dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like when Hoist Gracie came back and fought Matt Hughes. Yeah, I saw And you were yeah. kind of like, ah, yeah, I wish. It's like the legends. You'd yeah. be like, yo, you don't want to see them rock out and stuff. Yeah, you don't want to see them get hurt. interesting. That's interesting. Because it is, and plus, this is where UFC is so great. And I say that I, like I'm just I'm trumping for the company, but I there's always fights I want to see that I care mm-hmm. about with young fighters, and like yeah. they, they're great at getting you interested in the new talent. Like mm-hmm. every division has fighters I like. Uh, every card has fights I like. Yeah. And I you know like in Francis Ngannou now is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, you know he's just there's no one I enjoy watching someone out in 30 seconds more. Than him, and they do a good job on all their cards of premiering like the young guys, where you get to see like guy like Curtis Blades just toss someone around. You're like, now I want to see his next fights I because see his that next guy fight. was yeah. just tossing. Yeah. How would he do against a guy like Cain Velasquez, who's a yeah. lot faster? Than yeah, Milstead, who he was fighting. You know. Yeah. So you ever trained though? No. You know, it's funny. Matt's always telling me to go, and, and he the, the Gracies in uh, the city. Yeah. I have I, there's two reasons. A, my cardio stinks. B, I'm lazy. This is three reasons. And the third reason would be I have tendonitis in my right arm. Okay. But I do want to just because it's it, you know everyone who does it loves it and says it's addicting. Okay. And you've been and you've been doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for. Well, I've been I've been doing mixed martial arts since I've been 14. And also in Brazil, like when I'm on stage, I do. Um, I also dance a lot too, so yeah. I do a lot of capoeira. All right. Um. And then uh, I also do like CrossFit, um, but I know the the intensity of the reason why I was asking you if you train, because I'm like I'm back in the city, so I'm trying to get in and, and rock out with some some boys, you know. What I mean? Yeah. Even on my record company, you know, I said, look, I'm gonna be gauzed up, I'm gonna be fine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I really really like the sport, the combat and the art, because for mi- mixed martial arts, it's really like playing chess. Yeah. It's really um, it's a very because, you know, with boxing, like, you're going head on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, whether the dude's applying southpaw or whatever. With kickboxing, you know, with mixed martial arts, it's like you don't know what combination's coming at you. you yeah. Know what I mean, you literally have to study the fight. And do you go to the events sometimes, too? Do you go to the fights? Man, I've been to a few, and um, I've been through it to a few in Vegas, but mostly because I move a lot and stuff. Um, and a uh, shout-out to my tour manager who's listening, Charmin Nonsense, who's a complete um, UFC buff. He asked me to, to ask you about the dude who's fighting, who wants to fight Mayweather. Oh, oh Conor, Conor McGregor. Yeah, Conor, Conor, Conor. Yeah, I don't, I don't need yeah, to he see was that like, fight. Yo, he's like, he listens to you. He's like, yo, ask him about Conor. He'll, he'll just be raw. He's raw. I, I, I want to see. I don't, I, I don't particularly care for Conor. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll watch him just to watch him lose. So it doesn't really matter why you buy the pay-per-views. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Guys like that are fine with that. As, uh-huh. long, as, as long as you watch. They don't yeah. care. Mayweather knows people don't like him. I don't yeah. like him either. Uh, I, I would. I don't want to see that fight though. I want to see Connor defend his belt okay. against uh, Khabib. I want to okay. see Khabib fight him or Tony Ferguson. I would love to see a Khabib Connor fight, and I think uh, a Connor Mayweather fight as a boxing fan and an MMA fan, it's like a boxing fight fan. You're like, that's that, that's ridiculous. It's just yeah. ridiculous that Connor can think he can like. I know he's got a great left hand, yeah. but Floyd Mayweather is yeah. defensively the greatest boxer of all time. Yeah, you're not going to lay it. That you're not that left, hand, yeah, left hand's a, not going to touch Mayweather. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Mayweather. Just his style of fighting, I yeah. think it's a gift. I was actually at probably the last fight with him and Berto. Yeah. Andre Berto. I didn't see it. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was the last fight. I mean, the way he rolls his shoulder, it, it's like no one can get a clean shot on Mayweather. And even when they do, they Mayweather's so good that he can just go back in and reset between rounds, then come back out and then just slowly dismantle him. Yeah. You were talking about like a chess. You know you know what I love about, like whether we talk about boxing or martial arts, the person who studies it from the le- the ancient level because there's things that when you learn from the oracles, like the way Mayweather studied and the way he learned how to fight, because of that automatically from the dad, from the uncle, you know, this is why I love like mixed martial arts, whether if it's boxing, because anything that comes from the level of studying like ancient, like so if you get a personal master 
who actually teaches you something, it's totally different. Yeah. And that's how he fights. Did you start training because you grew I know you grew up in Newark, and, and did you train because you, you grew up like, okay, I have to learn how to fight because, you know, going to school every day? I mean, was... I came from Haiti when I was 10. Oh, so, you were 10? Okay. Yeah, I came 10, and I lived in Brooklyn. Then by the time I was 13, I was between Newark and, and Brooklyn. Um, and once again, um, fighting for me, it was a, a natural thing, right? Because at the end of the day, when you come from the projects, you got to be good with your hands very quick. Um, so we West Indians learn the hands and the feet game. Yeah. Um, and now I'm even like deeper into it even more. Like, um, you know, I don't know if you guys like the Tiger Showman guys. I mean, I, I just seen like, around town. I don't, yeah, yeah I don't so train. Actually, I have nothing. They're very, very impressive. Like the owners of Tiger Showman. Um, sometimes I take Tiger Showman classes. I always like to mix things up because yeah. just say like we in the ring and we, we sparring and we having fun. I think the more you mix it up and the more you learn from it, whether it's boxing, you know, kicking, different things. It works. Which do you prefer out of them? If you're, if you're going to do something, okay, I want to work out today. Do you want to box or do you want to roll around and do jujitsu or, or which of those do you like the best? Man, you know what? I think the thing about um, I like to mix it up. The reason why I like Tiger Showman, I like to be boxing, I like to be kicking, but one of my favorite things is grappling, right? Because that gets you, you get sweated, dude, in literally like seven or eight minutes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm a bit of a grappler. I you like, like that. Yeah, Matt yeah. always talks about how much he loves just grabbing a limb and ripping an arm off. He's like, there's, there's <laughs> nothing that feels better than grabbing somebody's arm. And I, that's uh, what I want to learn more than anything, because if you're you know, in real life walking around, we don't walk around shirtless and fighting. Yeah, we yeah, walk around with shirts yeah, and sweaters. Yeah, and he looks at clothes and he's like, that's a yeah. gift. If someone's wearing a jacket, you could choke up. Like, yeah, he yeah. looks at things differently than I do. <laughs> so do you think it's it, like training gi jujitsu would probably be held obviously better in real life than non-gi? Because no one's going to be all slippery if you're fighting yeah, him in the that's street. Right. That's right. Because the bottom line is when you're on the street, people's already dressed. You know yeah. what I mean? And usually... When things like that occur, they're not going to occur when you're in the shower. Yeah. Right. They're going to occur like in real life. You could be at the bar, at yeah. a concert, in the movies, you know what I mean? But you could pick a fight with one of those guys that loves to take his shirt off right before a fight. And you're yeah, like, yeah. ah, I damn said, it. Now I, I got to go non I said, you don't want to flex, bro. You, don't want to <laughs> you watch those fights. There's videos online of people getting knocked out. And like that's why I like I don't talk shit because... It's so ugly. It's not like the movies when a guy gets knocked down and just hits his head on a curb or a bumper. It's just a humiliating. Well, there's a part of that. Yeah, when you watch a real knockout, even in fighting, that Bernard Hopkins knockout, I saw that and Ooh. I was like, oh. Through the ring. Yeah, it just yeah. broke my heart because I, you know, he's the executioner. I love watching him fight. And the you watch X. even a pro take like that. Yeah. You watch him take a knockout like that and you're like, ugh. But then you watch a video on like World Star or something like that and you're like, ah, yeah. right when they snore. Yeah, you could have walked away. Yeah. Man, I tell you, when y'all saying that, I'm having flashbacks. I mean, definitely R.I.P. to Kimbo. Yeah. No disrespect. Great brawler. Yeah. You know, but it's like the ring is just a totally different thing. That's what I was saying. When when it's like, when it's that mix, when you're mixing the styles, it's totally different yeah. than when you're fighting on the street. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's Two like you're fighting things. professionals. And I, yeah. and I remember I was, I was really amazed by UFC guys when I first mm -hmm. interviewed Chuck Liddell, because mm -hmm. Kimbo's videos were so watched by everybody yeah. and, and to a non-fighter you watch that you're like holy fuck yeah. but then you watch the way a fighter reacts to that like, yeah. yeah he's alright like, like and yeah. legit not bashing him but just literally yeah, do, yeah he fights okay Like, do you think it's the way like you would watch like we would watch an open mic tape and you'd be like oh that guy's got stuff or like someone being funny at the office I'm trying to think what's the comedic equivalent of watching like a like the way Liddell would watch a Kimbo yeah it's probably the guy at the office who yeah. tells jokes and the people are like he's so funny but then if he goes on stage <laughs> we'd fucking hate him yeah, yeah I understand that because Connor getting in the ring we were talking about mixing it up Connor 
Connor in the octagon can kick, and he's got great kicks, can move around. But you yeah. put him in that boxing ring with boxing shoes on, yeah. and it's like it's going to come from his hands, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's that's what I said. But we all, this is another thing, right? So if you watch different fighters, everyone has their strong points. And the minute that bells rings, everyone go to their strong point. Yeah. It's like you have but so much, you know what I'm saying to you? So like for me, um, uh, my strong point is like my kicks, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I automatically try to, you know? And, and as you can see, it's so funny, within the first 20 seconds, you could see everyone goes to their go because you're really yeah. trying to end it automatically. Yes, quickly. Quickly. Yeah, so you so you like your legs best. That's what you're yeah, most yeah, comfortable definitely. doing. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm real comfortable with my legs, um, and I'm real comfortable with the floor. Yeah. So like you get me on the floor, I'm like I'm comfortable. Leg kickers are very surprised. Like I, those are my favorite guys to watch. Are those Brazilian guys like Edson Barbosa that just or, or yeah. Aldo that will destroy your legs, and then two rounds in, you just see like it's it's purple. The side of the guy's yeah, leg yeah. is purple. That's what I love watching is those guys that will ruin your legs because it's impossible to fight if you can't throw your punch. Have you ever been in a situation where you thought you might have to use some leg kicks on someone? Yeah, I mean, I've I've used like kicks in you, like you a, have, oh yeah yeah yeah, and I don't play. Yeah, you're an, yeah in your adult life, I'm yeah. a nice guy though. Yeah, you feel me? So, <laughs> yeah. and then really the calm. I you see, I'm very calm. Yeah. So for me, like a lot of it is calm, and then also it's crazy. Like a lot of the dudes are very flexible, like almost gymnastics flexibility. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's crazy. Like you could see a dude knock a dude out, then he do a backflip. You know what I'm saying to you? Yeah. So, um, I think. Also, with the training, you know how they say, okay, you're a football player and they have you take ballet? Yeah, so, when Swan took ballet. Okay, so I do weird stuff like just say, um, shit. we don't just talk. I don't want you you guys to think this is Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't just, I don't just watch that shit. Okay. So it's kicking. So he, did, he did like a headstand against the wall and pushed down and did push-ups. That is, yeah. You see what I'm saying? To yeah. You? But once again, so now the flexibility. If somebody puts you upside down, for example, so I'm not freaking out. Yeah, because you know, I'm used to being upside right. down. So all of these adrenalines for me are like different things. Yeah, yeah that would have. I, I wouldn't care to be upside down at all. I'm not very flexible <laughs> at all. I'd probably pass out with my giant head just filling with blood. Yeah, I don't. Li- I don't like that at all. But, but it's you nice know, to be able to do it. Upside down, the gushing and all of that. Yeah. So a lot of times when someone. So a lot of times when someone has you in a lock, for example, yeah. the breathing a lot of it, you know what I mean? So when I'm fighting, usually the key is to try to cut your breathing out kind of early because the more I could re- take your oxygen out, the quicker the fight ends. Are you a good breather? Like it sounds like a stupid question, but be- being a good breather is, is, is I'm not. So yeah. I'm- Calisthenics, running. So you got, you got good wind. Yeah. Yeah, because like well, rain- the wind come from the stage, brother. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. To you? When I'm on stage, I was just a turn. Well, you guys got to come to my next term, um, my next show. Yeah, and I'm gonna come to. I'll go to a fight with you. You come to my show, but my show literally, I'm running back and forth for literally like two hours. You gotta be you, you, very. You keep a lot of energy. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we don't fight. You know we're not. We're, we're I know, but oh, we okay. go to the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Absolutely. Don't fight. I ain't okay. trying to. Yeah. I ain't trying to spar with you. No, he, he, <laughs> looked, he looked at us. He goes, "No, you guys, I know." Yeah. Oh yeah, you asked me if I took it. And I was like, yeah. "No." <laughs> um, but do you think, like, as far as touring goes, the MMA becomes kind of crucial in order for you to keep that kind of wind up on tour when doing shows every night? Like, is it? Oh, of course, goes hand yeah. in hand. Man, listen, it's it's hand in hand. I think health purposes. Um, a lot of us would live longer um, if you, cause, cause, and then keep in mind. So for me, as someone who's a musician. The sport of it is to stay fit yeah. and stay healthy. But now imagine like dudes who's going in and they're basically getting hit up. 
Yeah. And this is how they're making a living. So it's two different mentalities. So I respect the sport in that yeah. sense even more. You know what I mean? So when you hear stories about like someone like, um, like there's been stories about like Axl Rose just being out of shape or people that just can't get through a whole mm-hmm. show and you just, you can tell that they haven't prepped for the mm-hmm. tour. Well, I think like so the good thing is like within our new generation now, like whether if it's 50 Cent, like you see different people um, in our business, like, the exercising that's like lifestyle yeah. you going to the gym every morning that's like lifestyle because you know if you show up for a show bro and you know like 40 minutes in you can't take your main shirt off you ain't you know yeah. it's like what's going on you know what i mean you got to be lean and strong because it's sort of like okay maybe they give two or three people a pass but the average person i remember like with the fujis literally if lauren and prize is listening to this the fujis probably biggest hip-hop group we ain't had no bodyguard around the Fuji time. Yeah. I literally was the Fuji bodyguard. So if shit happened, it was, it was up to you. You, you were man, taking care of it. That's Lauren and Prize. We, I was handling in two seconds. Real. And that's the time we used to watch the tapes on the bus a lot. Yeah. So I used to be like, man, I pray something happened. So you were kind of rude. If something happened, you were like, all right, I'll handle it. You didn't mind. Yeah, because it's peaceful fighting. Yeah. It's sort of like, because when you could take someone out quick without them knowing, it's a difference. Because the brawl is when it's really set up. But it, nine times out of ten, you're going to be underestimated. Yeah. Because you're supposed to have a guitar in your hand and singing a song. So that's the last thing they expect. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to take... What do they say in Devil's Advocate? They never see you coming. Yeah, they <laughs> never see you coming. That's the best way it is when you, when you catch somebody off guard. Facts. But they've done the boxing. They've also done the boxer against the uh, UFC guy. I mean, Randy Couture, who was older, yeah. destroyed James Tony. It just yeah. it, It's not even a fair... Yeah. I think they did it just to silence people. They had to do it But once. also, But, I mean, you flip it and you put... Couture in the ring with Tony, Absolutely. and that's a different, that's a whole different yeah. thing because Couture knew if he just took him down, and that he was like the best breather of all time. He yeah, was a yeah. guy that could just make someone winded by laying big on time, him and just time. working him out. Yeah. And I think that was always impressive that he was still fresh in the fourth and fifth yeah. round sometimes against guys. And, and so you got involved in uh, music f- relatively young. Of all the people, I, I've watched a few of your, I watched a great thing you, you did uh, where you said goodbye to Obama and you thanked him for what he did to uh, for hip hop. Um, how did you first meet him? Because I think that's a pretty cool story. Um, I, I first met Obama. He was just a senator. And I was at a black caucus event. And I just remember tall dude coming up to me. And he was like, yo, Michelle, tell Wyclef, you know, what's in my iPad right now. Tell him what I'm jogging to. And she was like, the carnival. Never <laughs> tell you. His album, the carnival. Said I was cool. Like, And then, you know. Next thing you know, he becomes the president. So I was yeah. like, oh, I definitely get bragging rights. Did you, did you see him after he became president? Um, yeah, I was at the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, wow. You Me, Will Smith, um, Jada. We had a big show at the Nobel Peace Prize. So I was down at the Nobel. I actually Where was that? performed. It was in um, Norway. Okay. Yeah, so it was a big show. It was in Norway. It was insane. I remember, um, so if you watch me online, I'm a pretty wild boy when I perform. So they had the, the section with the royal family, you feel me? And then there was like... Uh, you could do anything you want, but the section with the royal family, it's off limits. I was like, you don't tell a boy from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so next thing you know, the show starts. I'm, I'm, I went exactly to that section. You yeah. can sit online. I got the whole royal family turned up. <laughs> <laughs> they liked it though, right? It- they loved it. But that was definitely a surreal moment being out there. Yeah. And um, I just remember like talking to Will. I, I'm like real cool with Will Smith. I think he's one of the coolest dudes. And um, it was just it just looked like a surreal moment, like well, wow, you know what I mean? Like really, first black president. 
out here in Norway actually getting the Nobel Peace Prize. That yeah. was kind of insane. Did you go back and talk to him afterwards? Were you able to? Did you have access or was Secret Oh, yeah, Service? yeah, yeah. You know, I definitely like every celebrity. I got my Obama Wyclef Clef pick, you know what I mean? <laughs> you was, have to. It was incredible. It was it was um it was a moment, you know. And, and okay, now watch this. I might get some hate mail for this, right? But I actually was on The Apprentice too. You were on The Apprentice when? Um, I was brought onto The Apprentice because as a producer of this modern age, so I'm inspired by Quincy Jones. Yeah. So I, I create stars. So that's a difference than just working for yourself. So whether if it's Lauren, Beyonce, Shakira. I give a lot of people their first hits. You, you gave know? Shakira? Yeah, I'm the one who wrote Hips Don't Lie. What? Uh, now y'all going to have to Google our cleft, man. I didn't know hey, you wrote that. Hey, girl, I can see your body moving, and it's driving me crazy. Yeah. And this is what's I like funny. That one. I wrote that song uh, two years prior. It was a movie called Havana Nights. So the original, so as a composer, I wrote it for Havana Nights. It was in a movie with another artist. Then two years later, uh, I get a call from Sony, and they're like, yo, we um we needed a song for Shakira, because I'm the guy that they call when they want to move the charts, you okay. know what I mean, at times. So I was like, yo, I got this record. It's been sitting there for two years, but she could do it. So they get me on the phone with Shakira, and Shakira's like, yo, why, Cliff, I had a dream about you last night. You know, I'm all excited, mm. but it wasn't that dream, yeah, of course. right? <laughs> I thought you were. Yeah. yeah, but we got in the studio, and we put that together, so... They had an idea on The Apprentice to bring me in because math and music goes together. So it would be like now I would take these people out of their element and basically produce them. And you're in that song. I'm Hips Online? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the song. I produce the song. So my my true gift is as a publisher, as a writer. So think of like Sammy Davis. I'm a modern-day Sammy Davis. You come to the show, I dance, sing, compose, write for other people. I do the whole 360 because it's a beautiful world. Man. Is that kind of like you were talking about the MMA and mixing everything up and keeping it all on your toes? Is that kind of... It's exactly like that. So I'm a jazz major. Mm-hmm. I got, You know, I have mad awards, you know what I mean? So from Thelonious Monk, Miles, mm-hmm. on down. Then I'm like a big hip-hop fan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then I grew up with 80s rock, like insane um, country music. From I did the Johnny Cash tribute. Could you imagine, like, I show up, black yeah. dude, cowboy hat, and I'm singing Delia's Gone, trip people out. Yeah. So once again, when people don't see that kind of mix coming and you're able to create fusion for anything, yeah. like whether if it's fighting, whether if it's music, whether if it's sports, it just, you're in a different category. Were you in the video for God's Gonna Cut You Down? Hmm? There was a bunch of celebrities in the video. Yeah, a no, great, I uh, wasn't there. I did um the, the, the Johnny Cash tribute. Yeah. I was at the actual tribute. Um, and I got a chance to do Delia's Gone, which was my favorite uh, Johnny Cash, Cash song. song. Yeah, Delia's yeah, Gone. it's nice to hear uh, people talk about Johnny Cash. You know, you know, like he's been dead for what a ten years now. It's nice. To oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like one of. They call me in my hood. They call me the Thug Hippie Baby. <laughs> I grew up with everything. <laughs> yeah, but you look at like, hey, hip hop, Run DMC. I mean, they they brought, they, they obviously had yeah. a rock influence, bringing guitars Rick, in. Yeah, Rick Rubin. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that was Rick Rubin. That's right, Rick. Rick definitely great. He, he just got a great record of Black Sabbath too. Uh, Thirteen. Uh-huh. In, okay. Uh, 2013, he got with the best comedy album out of Dice, uh, the day the laughter died. Oh, yeah. Was that at Dangerfields? That was at Dangerfields where Dice just bombed for two nights and they made a record out of it, like on purpose. And that was all Rick Rubin. I guess when the- you say Black Sabbath, you just don't, a few weeks ago, what is it? I was on the, uh, I did Law and Order. So I was born in, and then so Ice T was playing me some like new body count stuff. Oh, yeah. And it was sounding kind of cool. It was pretty intense. He was like, yo, Clef, listen to my new. And it was like, he's one of them dudes, though, that love like metal and yeah. mixing it like with, with like hard, like 
lyrics, you know. Yeah. Did he do some? I, he, I might be thinking of somebody else, but I'm not sure if he did something with, with Tony Iommi uh, from Sabbath. See, see if Ice, Ice T did. I, for some reason, I thought that Tony yeah. and him did something together. I, I could be wrong. But you, what are you, what are you promoting? I know you have. Uh, you have a new record, I guess, that's coming yo, out. Yo, but or the is it good out? thing about this, yo, now everyone's gonna pay attention because they like, yo, you know, like you bring an artist. Hello, uh, my name's Wyclef, my new CEO. <laughs> nah, man, like, they're like, yo, that kid could kick him ass. Let's talk to him. Yeah, he's but got actually, strong leg kicks. Yeah, he got strong leg kicks. But we basically have the Carnival Three. Everyone who loves the Carnival One, I have like Gone to November, different yeah, records yeah. on that. We just did a show at, at Terminal Five, so we just put out an EP promoting which would be the album the ep is online it's called the juve um so juve by Wyclef jean listen man i'm from the caribbean so if you can't get on that plane just throw on juve we take you there um i got cool people on it like young thug i got a uh, walk the moon it's very caribbean reggae because we're from the islands you can hear that mix of reggae and hip-hop so we, we're out here you get a chance just go on that it's cold we said we was at terminal five we was like yo it's cold outside but it's hot in here, and that's Juve. Like we take you to the sun. Yeah. So it's nice being who you are too, because you can, if you want to perform with somebody, you can pretty much pick up the phone and perform with them. That's got to be a nice feeling. You want somebody on your record that's probably going to say yes. Yeah, I mean, I've I've written uh, for Whitney Houston, "My Love's Your Love." I got a chance to spend great time with Michael Jackson, and it's hey, oh, cool, Michael. So I get a phone call, and the phone goes off. People are gonna love this one. And so I'm a prankster, dude. I like I've been pranksing before Ashton Kusher. That's what I do. So phone goes like, "Hello, my Clef," and I'm like, "Who this? Michael Jackson? Get the f out of here!" I hang up the phone on Michael Jackson, bro. And Michael calls back. And when he starts to talk now, I start to freak out because you know how you think it's a. Then you start to realize he was like, "Yo, you know, I was in Asia. This record came out, gone to November. I was like, who's this guy? I gotta find him." Dude, man, I turned to a little girl, man. <laughs> and uh, and Michael Jackson shows up, man, at Sony Studios. Man, and I got to spend some time. But, okay, so this is what I'm telling you. Whether we're talking about Bruce Lee or Michael Jackson or the original Gracies, I'm telling you that mixture is where, that scientific mixture is where we could be talking about calculus or the invention of something going to NASA. The, the, the brain, the neuro... When it meets at the mixture of just putting things together, opposed to saying, I'm going to do one thing, yeah. it's totally different. So he's sitting there, and he's like, he's literally beatboxing, playing the entire orchestra with his hands, playing trumpet with his mouth, all because he's hearing all of these rhythms at once, you know? So that was an incredible experience. Yeah, I mean, I, you don't meet many people who got to spend a good amount of time with him. I guess on that level of fame, you get guarded. Yeah. You know, and you're careful about who you spend time with and who you talk to. And that, that's a phone call. It's so funny. He's probably used to being hung up on. That's too. what I was just like, going to say. He's, there's got to be multiple times where he's like, I got to call this guy back. Yeah, I'm sure guys like that and, and, and certain level of fame, people are like, oh, fuck yourself, click. Like, oh, no, no, it's really him. So you, you, you were affected when he came in and actually sat with you. It, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, once again, that changed my life, right? Because yeah. I'm from like humble beginnings, coming from Haiti, poverty, you know, landing in the Marlboro Hope Projects in Brooklyn. Then landing up in Newark, you know, South Orange Avenue, it was no joke. And to, just to be blessed enough to be in that position. But for me, a lot of times I think a lot of us guys that are in my business, but you see how you're like, yo, you did this, you did that, you did this. Because what happens is if we don't come out and give you the information, 
it's like, so now you're going to check me out because you're like, this kid is kind of cool. But I feel like a lot of us producers, because we're under the hip hop envelope, mm -hmm. what happens is people think like, okay, hip hop is one thing. But like not knowing like the reason why the music is so will never go away is because of people like me. And there's yeah. multiple ones of us. And you like, what do you listen to before you go on stage? And I'm like, well... Miles Davis, you know yeah. what I'm saying to you? Like, what do you listen to? I'm listening to the outfielders. Because yeah. he's on a vacation far Because I know, because when I jump on the stage, I'm going to be doing the opposite of what I'm listening to. And it's just, it's a new era, you know what I mean? And so whatever that rock and roll was, like, we was listening to that stuff and we actually was playing it. Yeah. Um, and then so I think this is why, whether if it's hip-hop, reggae, this whole thing now ha is like converted into just one thing for the kids. Like they can't decipher what's hip hop, what's reggae, whatever. Like my daughter, she's 11. She's just like, you know, and she pulls it. She'd be like, yo, Guns N' Roses, Jay-Z, boom, boom, boom. She just pulls all the music. Yeah, that's cool. the, I guess the beauty of just pulling it out of the cloud now. If you if you hear a song you like, you can just go to your phone. Pull it out the cloud. And pull yeah. it down and you have, it's like, it's magic time. Like yeah. when I was growing up, I couldn't comprehend carrying something that I could press a button and get any song I wanted. Also, b before phones, when you go to a record store, you had to go by genres. They were like, you know, you'd have to go through like the jazz section or the metal section yeah. to find different stuff. And now and it's all never, just... And the Fugees, I never did that. I thought yeah. that was like a when somebody was like, you have to do one thing, you're going to be hip-hop. I say, yeah, we are. Hip-hop's the culture, but inside of this culture, yeah. don't tell me that I can't listen to Metallica. I play Metallica better than you. <laughs> and that's why I like people like Ice-T, like um, bands that just break. You know, because when we as musicians get together, like, so how am I able to get Bob Dylan to show up for the Gods of November video? Yeah. And he he ain't even show up for his own son video, Jacob Dylan. People like, you ain't gonna get Bob Dylan. But he shows up. Because musicians don't look at it like, oh, this guy's a rapper. Or yeah. this person's a country. Like, when we all get together, it's just like, um, you know Big and Rich? Yeah. Man, Big and Rich, man, I was in, in, uh, in a country, crazy country guys. Very cool. I was with them in the House of Blues. They came to a Wild Clef show. So out of the crowd, dude gets up, country hardcore, and I, you know, we got a, a Dr. Dre beat going on. And he starts to sing over his beat, and people go mad. I'm like, yeah, because we just musicians. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, you're talking about that. One of my favorite uh, artists right now is Sturgill Simpson, who's yeah. a country star. And there was a great interview with him, and they're asking him, like, who influences him because he's kind of on that frontier of the new outlaw country. Yeah, yeah. And he said he listens to Kendrick Lamar and Chance the Rapper. And I'm yeah. like, that, because that's a guy that's just trying to pick up how they're doing a different thing. Yes. In the, kind of in the vein of what you're talking Definitely. about. Yeah. Yeah. We have, uh, do we have Anderson calling shortly? He should be calling in a few minutes, yeah. Now, you're welcome to, you're welcome to stay with us. They told us you only have 25 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, nah, I got it. I'm getting ready to break, get back to you the studio. Stuff. Okay. But dudes, y'all got to come to one of my shows. Absolutely. I would like to see you live. All right, so we got yclef.com. So yeah. Just check me out on yclef.com. And, oh, you know what? Y'all have Twitters? What's y'all Twitter? Jim just, Norton on Twitter. Yeah, okay. Dan Soder. So can y'all just send me like two tweets, and then sure. I'm going to follow y'all, and then we can rock out. Done. I love it. Yo, this. respect Great. to y'all, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It was really fun. Day, man. It's going to be cool. Really fun having you. Definitely. And uh, we'll be right back with Anderson Silva. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust who has your best interest in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. 
With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank, skip the waiting, and go completely online at quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. That's Q-U-I-C-K-E-N loans.com slash unfiltered. An equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access dot org number three zero three zero. That was a lot of fun. We actually just stopped and took a tinkle because Wycliffe had a hard out, or he would have stayed for our interview with Anderson Silva. He was really fun to talk to, though. I, I liked him a lot. Yeah, he. Uh, I and didn't he know he was. Fighting. I didn't know he was so into MMA. No, but I wish I would have asked him about his underwear. Because let's be honest, you can't have a comfortable or successful life if your underpants are no good. This Valentine's Day, now I know it sounds like I'm doing a live read, but I'm doing this from memory. <laughs> Give a gift they can unwrap again and again. Matching underwear from MeUndies. Valentine's Day is near and it's go time for thoughtful gift hunting. MeUndies has you covered with limited edition matching pairs of undies for you and yours. I have a Valentine's Day one. It's pink with kisses all over it. I had to take it off in the gym. <laughs> so I was in my underpants changing, yeah. and I walked around proudly. That's right, I have pink underpants with lips on them. Ooh! And I shouted it, and then they all kissed me on my buttocks. <laughs> was Valentine's Day got you stumped? I never knew what to get a girl. I even said to a girl, like, I'd love to get you chocolates, but I don't want you to be a big fat pig. I don't believe I just said that. <laughs> Forget the cliches. Give a gift that looks great, feels great, and it's going to make everybody happy. Me undies, fancy dinners and chocolates, whether they last a night. And until they're on her hips, then they'll last for six months. Or they're on his hips. You might be a gal listening. Where my husband turns into a big fatso. Flowers suck. They die. Who wants to, who needs to grieve? This year, give a gift of looking great, feeling great. Because they really are three times softer than cotton, thanks to Modal, which is the material they use. Your hog looks great. Mm. My package is award-winning. It's complete bait and switch. They're always, I always hear, ah! As soon as the underpants come off, they're disgusted. But in the underwear, you're like, Phenomenal. look at it. Dude, you're a straight man, and you yeah. would want to cup it out of respect. <laughs> I just want a handful of it. Just a handful. <laughs> Valentine's Day is February 14th. Don't panic, you geese. Get your heart on. And show some love with MeUndies Matching Undies. They really are the perfect gift. They offer free shipping, and for a limited time, listeners to our show get 20% off their first order. But first, got to go to MeUndies.com slash UFC. MeUndies, better day guarantee you have nothing to lose. Don't wait any longer. MeUndies.com slash UFC right now, 20% off your first order. And look, if you're an ass and you don't like MeUndies, and I say that because you're an ass if you don't like MeUndies, they're going to give you your money back and you get to keep the first pair. So basically, you lose nothing. Try the MeUndies. They're very soft. You can like the way your hiney feels in them. MeUndies.com slash UFC. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. All right, Anderson, how are you, buddy? <laughs> Waiting for Anderson. What happened? You the wrong number? Did Anderson yeah. give you, Anderson's like a chick. He gave you the wrong number and you took it? He said, call me. Call yeah. me on Monday, you, yeah. you loser. Yeah. Call me at this number. And it's the wrong number and yeah. you believe it. I got Anderson's number. There's only six digits and no area code. Yeah, but he must have a magic phone. That's a gas station in Rio. Yo, Anderson. You trickster. Um... Does your family want you to fight, or are they kind of on you to retire? Mm. That's my. Uh, that's a good prep question. Are we doing set- a run through? Yeah. Oh I, no, no. I, I thought we had Anderson on the phone. Sorry. No, no. Okay. Uh, no, I he gave it the wrong number. Coffee. How much fun was Wycliffe? I really enjoyed him. He invited us to a show, by the way, and I hope he knows 
that I'm going to look for comp tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got 40? You ever offer somebody tickets? You got 40? No, I no. had a friend text me. I was going to San Francisco. He's like, hey, I want to go to your late show. Can you get me 18 tickets? And you're like, no. It's the punchline. It's not the fucking cow palace. Yeah, I can't. First off, yes, I can. They aren't sold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Up front <laughs> if you want them. <laughs> Plenty available. Yeah. That's all you I mean, need. I can, but I would rather uh, some of you pay. Yeah, it's humiliating. <laughs> you're just a big comp. Do you know what's funny? The San Francisco punchline, I had seven Hells Angels come to my show with their girlfriends, 14 of them. Came in in the middle of my bit, oh, my Caitlyn Jenner bit, where I where I go on and talk about my love of the uh, trans uh, sexual experiences, and and seven Hell's Angels walk in, in the middle of it. Full patch, Rocket. oh yeah, oh fuck. they were great though. I was like, this is they're gonna love or hate me. Yeah, but I think the guy who was running the, the chapter might have been a fan uh, because they were quiet and fun. I was like grateful because if they heckled, I wouldn't have done a fucking thing about it. Yeah, you don't want all. Ultim- Come on, guys, you're talking loud. Yeah, well, I hope I'm not interrupting. <laughs> yeah, that's the one where you just take it and you fucking just take your bombing like I'm in. Or yeah, or it's gonna be Altamont at the punchline. Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't want to get beaten up. Yeah. No one in the audience would help me. Comedian Jim Norton dead after attacked by seven Hell's yeah. Angels. Seven Hell's Angels beating. There's not one audience member who's going to jump in and go, "Hey guys, leave him alone." There's not one employee of the club that's going to jump. No, in. you're right. Seven Hell's Angels. Security might go over and help scrape me up off the floor. <laughs> yeah. But they were great. So that that's such a fun club, the uh, punchline. But they came in a little late. I didn't complain. Yeah. Welcome, guys. Uh, yeah, that's those are some. There's sometimes people that walk into the middle of the show where you're like, you take one look at them and you could be talking while you look at them and you're like, I'm not going to say shit. Sometimes you just got to stop and reset. Yeah. I did stop and reset. Like, you know, for a second, you kind of have to. Oh, here it is. Anderson, does your family want you to fight, or are they kind of on you to retire? Well, uh... Wait, no, that's uh, not him. Oh. Chris always panicked. I love Chris's panicked look into the phone. Yeah. We thought we had Anderson Silva today, and apparently we don't. Maybe we have Morton Anderson, the old kicker, to talk about the Super Bowl. He... Wait, didn't he just get into the Hall of Fame? I wouldn't know. Morton Anderson, I think you just I said was that. Busy. Oh, but I Did think he? you. I think you say that joking around. But yesterday they honored him. I think Morton Anderson's going into the Hall of Fame. I did not know that. Yeah, this year. Do you think that a win over Derek Brunson kind of puts you back in the uh, middleweight title picture? But no, no, you're not supposed to answer. You're uh, not. You're not Anderson Silva. But the way you're asking these questions is I'm so practicing. professional. I thought it was him. You invoke a response. It out is of me. misleading, kind of the what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I understand. Do you think Anderson Silva, after we're done recording, Anderson Silva's going to be like, no, I meant three o'clock Brazil time. You never know. That does happen once in a while. Cowboy blew us off last time, so I was not a Cowboy fan after he blew us off. However, I do like him because I've met him enough times and he's always a fun guy. Yeah. He's a funny shit-talking guy, so I do like Cowboy. I'm a fan of anyone that's from Colorado or trains in Colorado. This Thursday, I'm sorry, this Saturday... Home versus uh, Jermaine Durandame. This is the main event fight, the brand new featherweight yeah. uh, division in the women's uh, 145. Uh, I, I probably said that incorrectly, but you understand, 145-pound featherweight division, brand new. Right. What, what's the word, the first one? Inaugural. I hate inaugural. I always get inaugural. it wrong. Inaugural. And Anderson Silva versus Derek Brunson is the co-main, number seven versus number eight in the middleweight division. I'm really looking forward to that. Because the last time we saw Anderson fight, he weighed, I, I mean, I'm going to guess 205 to fight Cormier. He replaced him on the job. Uh, but how many days John was Jones. that? How many days? Two weeks. Two no, no, weeks. three days. Sorry, three days. That's uh, insane. It was less because we, we did the show on that Wednesday and we found out Friday. on, thir- on, on Friday. On Friday. Yeah. Wait, but on Friday, but they might have been in talks with right. him already. Yeah. But yeah, you are correct. But to take on an Olympic wrestler on four days notice... In a light heavyweight division where usually, you know, Anderson's a middleweight. Well, he beat uh, Forrest Griffin light heavyweight too, I think. Yeah, right? but that's at the peak. That's when Anderson was just kicking everyone's ass. Yeah. That was even when, I think getting caught by 
Chris White Weedman, Weidman, Weedman. I always fuck no, it up. it's Joe Weeder. Chris Weidman, Joe <laughs> Chris, Weeder. But when Weidman caught him when he was you know hot dogging, I think that changed shit for Anderson because he used to do that so effectively. Yep. And with Forrest Griffin, Forrest Griffin couldn't land a shot. And I think that it's like, you know, it's all mental. No, that's like the fame. There's a gif online or whatever that yeah. video where it's just, he's like in the matrix, essentially. He's ducking everything and then he just breaks Forrest jaw with the left. <clears throat> that is the most, one of the most shocking moments I've ever had in my life. Like, I, you know, obviously yesterday's Super Bowl was a tremendous shock. So many things, you know, the, the field goal being missed by Norwood and Buffett. Yeah. Uh, that knockout. Weeman catching him? Catching him because he had not Chris Weidman winning. But because his hands were down and he was doing that like Anderson shimmy, which drives guys. Here's how you know a guy is psyched out. He was not psyched out because Weidman was like, oh, pow. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Alvarez was psyched out. And I love Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. But when Connor dropped his hands, Eddie just stood there bobbing like he was still. And it's like his hands are down. Yeah, throw. But the guys are so afraid of being embarrassed and missing. And it, it taps into that little kid thing in you that when a guy puts his hand down, come on, pussy. If you don't knock him out, it's humiliating. But it's also you locking up to the fact where you could lock up and fuck up something you'd normally not yeah. fuck up. I had this friend of mine in college that could get in my head just by laughing. He had this cackle. And he could just like challenge me and cackle. And one time he's like, I bet you couldn't even walk along the edge of the sidewalk. Just an easy edge of the sidewalk. Yep. No problem at all. He's like, you're so unathletic, you couldn't do that. He knew I wasn't like that sure. unathletic. But he said that and he started cackling. And I locked up How'd and I do? fell midway. <laughs> I fell like an asshole. I fell on the ground. Like I tried to save it and then tumbled over. Like a fainting goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my legs just went straight and I went to my side. But then that cackle, I mean, enraged me. It got to me. It just And Roy Jones Jr. used to do that. He used to push his hands behind his back and like make people swing and miss. But I'm telling you, once you get caught like that, I think that ends that. Well, point. Connor said he did that because he had, he had injury. So in training, he was dropping his hand behind so he didn't keep throwing it and hurting it. Yeah. And he just knew that Eddie was in that place. And Eddie, again, Connor's fast, but if Eddie would imagine if Eddie would have knocked him out at that moment or connected and just hurt him, yeah. Anderson happened to get caught. And uh, is, do we have Anderson on the phone? Yes, we do. Hello, Anderson? Yes. Hi, Anderson. You're talking to Jim Norton and Dan Soder here on UFC Unfiltered. How are you, sir? Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm very good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Very good. Now, are you still in Brazil, or have you come up to New York? Oh, I stay in New York now. Uh, let me ask you, Anderson, what, what is it that has been motivating you to fight at age 41? Fight is my life, you know. I, I love my job, and it's a good challenge for myself, you know. And you were willing to take the Cormier fight on, what was it, three days' notice when you came up uh, to fight Daniel Cormier? Yeah, this is good. This is a, my personal challenge, you know. I'm fighter. I'm I'm fight all my life, you know. This is. Uh, I'm so happy because uh, when I go to fight, I prove for myself how much I training and absorb the energy for martial arts, you know. Does your family want you to fight, or do they ask you to retire? Uh, now, I talk to my family. Everything's okay. But sometimes my kids and my wife talk to me, so you need to stop, and it's tough. But, but now everything is, is okay. 
When you hurt your leg in the, uh, you broke your leg in the second Chris Weidman fight, at that point, did you think you would ever fight again or did you think that your career was over? No, no. I'm, when I broke my leg, I say, okay, I go back, I take my time and back to fight. Because fight is my life. So you knew you were going to fight again. Now, you're fighting Derek Brunson, who is a very aggressive. He moves forward. Do you think that works to the strength of your style of fighting? I think this fight is good uh, for me, for uh, my fans. And I think it's, it's good. It's a great fight. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great fight, too. I mean, I think people are happy to see you fighting again at uh, middleweight. What do you think of Bisping against Yoel Romero, which is probably going to be the next title fight for Bisping? I think the next fight for Bisping is me and Bisping. This is makes sense. Now, for the title, you mean? Yeah, of course. But if they were to give Bisping the title fight against Yoel Romero, if they said it had to be Yoel fighting for the title... Who do you who do you think matches up better in that fight, Yoel or Bisping? Oh, uh, I think your Romero win. And are, would you still want to fight Bisping if you all had the title, or would you rather fight Romero for the title? My focus is my fight now, but uh, Bisping is my focus because Bisping no win the last fight, you know. Against you. Yes. Okay. Um, now, if Bisping loses the belt. Um, what, where do you see yourself in the middleweight division? Like, let's just say that you win this fight and Bisping loses. Do you think you are next in line, or do you think someone like Jacare is next in line for that fight? I don't know. I'm just waiting, but for more, makes sense for UFC, for the show, for money in my pack, and the money in the pack to Dana White, me, and Bisping. This is makes sense. Now, since you lost the title, you held the title for what, seven years. Since you lost the title, the belt has changed hands a couple of times. Do, do you think that it's because you were so dominant or the division has gotten stronger? It's because I was very good at what I was doing. Okay, so Anderson is saying it was because you were very dominant. Now, you have said that you would be willing to uh, be bumped ahead of Jacare to fight for the title, but you would not fight him. Why would you not fight Jacare? Because we're friends. If I have the opportunity to fight for the belt, I'm going to fight, but I have no intention of fighting Jacare. He's my friend. Okay, so it would be very hard to fight your friend. Now, you've talked about Connor being a challenge for your MMA techniques, uh, as well as a very entertaining matchup. Uh, what unique challenges do you think that a fight with him would present to you? I think that what's interesting, the biggest challenge with fighting uh, Connor would be testing my my striking technique. I think he's a great fighter. I think he's living a great moment right now, but I think it'd be a great challenge to, to test myself on my feet with Connor. Okay. And how do you feel also, a lot of people have been talking about Damian Maya uh, and how he might deserve a title shot. How, 
How do you feel about his growth as a fighter since you beat him? Foi muito. Eu acho que o Damian merece realmente lutar pelo título. É, é, ele tem provado que merece essa oportunidade. É, agora cabe o Dena, né, colocar ele para lutar. I think he's grown a lot. Uh, I think he, he definitely deserves to fight for the title. He's done enough to fight for the title. So I think it's in Dana's hands uh, to put him up there. Okay. And uh, just as we, as we as we close, uh, what do you expect for Derek Brunson this Saturday in Brooklyn? Uma luta dura. I think it's a good fight. You're expecting a good fight from him? Yeah, of course. All right. Well, good luck, Anderson. Um, you're one of my favorite fighters. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Enjoy thank you. watching you, and thank you so much for calling in. The great Anderson Silva. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. God bless you. All right, brother. Be good. He's the... Uh, this is the co-main event. It was a little hard to hear, so we had... Yeah, to yeah I wasn't going to jump in there with an interpreter and yeah. the, the noise in the what, back. The I was going to be like, talking. Anderson, real quick, your glasses prescription. Is it real just for the look? That was a great question. I would have asked him that. I didn't think of it. <laughs> it was just hard to hear because there was people talking in the back. Well, so I don't know where he is. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, he's fighting Derek Brunson. I, I'm looking forward to that fight as much, if not more, than Holly against uh, Duranime. That, that fight I really want to see. It's going to be very interesting to see where Anderson Silva is middleweight-wise. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, watching the Cormier fight, you kind of saw him get gassed a little bit, which isn't usually his style, which you go to the ground. He can usually roll for the whole fight and not really tire out. And against Cormier, you were like, man, this looks like a guy that took a fight on four days' notice. But that's also a heavy, Fuck yeah. fucking that's an old... strong dude, man. Cormier is a beast. But I, 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 it's interesting when you hear his voice because Anderson Silva carries himself like a f philosophy professor. He does. And then just fucking mauls people. Yeah, he's And it's really... like, he really is like that point, you know, like warrior poet kind of like, let me take my glasses off real quick and I'll just beat the shit out of you. Everyone respects him though. Like even, yeah. even although Chael, Chael is the only guy that really motherfucked him, you know. And, but and he, I think but he got to him a little bit. Yeah, but Chael, the way that Chael did that, you saw, you know, we were talking about like Connor ducking and like not letting a puncher, Anderson doing that to force Griffin. Uh, maybe that was, you know, Chael knew that if he did that, he would fucking get him pissed. Yes. And I mean, that's basically what Connor did to Jose Aldo, which he just kept going in until Aldo was so mad and just wanted to fuck him up so bad yep. that he came out and swung and Connor just moved and hit that left. And you're like, that was it. That was all, that was mostly mental work. Like me when I was a kid playing stickball and swinging. And every time the ball got pitched, Marvin would yell, strikeout king. Oh. <laughs> and I swung and missed. He was right. I was the strikeout king. But people can do that. I mean, that's all mental. Yeah. All I had a friend that used to yell out miss when we were playing football <laughs> and I'd go to catch it and he'd go miss and then it'd just run off my hands. Uh, I've yelled like, at it then. <laughs> <laughs> miss, miss, I need you. Um, now it looks like Ryan Bader is leaving uh, the UFC and Dana seems to be wishing him well saying Bellator is probably the right place for him at this point and it, it doesn't, it seems like, you know, He's, uh, I don't know if that's sarcastic or not, but he said at this point in his career, I think it's the right move for him. So maybe, they're, you know, good luck to Ryan Bader. I love Darth Bader. Uh, you do like him. Yeah, he's a fun guy to watch. I mean, when he knocks guys out, he really knocks them out. He's a Denver fighter as well. What do you Ryan think? Bader guy. I'm sorry, buddy. What do you think about a move? Now, Demetrius Johnson, they asked him if he'd be willing to move up to, uh, uh, to Bantamweight at 135 for Cody Garbrandt in a super fight. I think that has to happen. Mighty Mouse is just dominant. I know he wants to break. There's no one else he can fight. And he wants to, I know he wants to break Anderson Silva's record of sure. 10 title defenses. Yeah. He's at nine now, yeah. I think. So the next one will be. So I want to see Mighty Mouse. Here's the thing. When a guy cleans out a division, you kind of want to watch him go up. 
I mean, if they can go up, there hasn't been a heavyweight to clean it out. No. Well, and, and it's also a guy that gets overlooked, like as great as he is, as dominant as he is. I think people forget about him because he just beats the shit out of everyone. And it's also because we've interviewed him. He's a nice man, but he doesn't say much. Like he's a very quiet guy. Yeah. And the very quiet guys don't get pressed because they don't say anything inflammatory. Yeah. Well, I just want to go in there and fight my best. Like, okay, that's great, but that's not going to get quoted, so that's another reason he gets overlooked. Well, and back to the cleaning out a division thing, it kind of gets like, Anderson Silva got to that point where you were kind of like, I mean, when he lost, you were like, oh, now he's got a, another life in the middleweight division, yeah. but I wanted him to go up to light heavyweight. And before John's, John Jones's problems, it was kind of like, if he won, if he would have beaten Cormier again, then it's kind of like, go up to heavyweight. Let's see what John Jones can do in heavyweight. You don't, yeah, you do, but you also, like, when they cut and you see them fighting it that way, I don't want to see Anderson Silva fighting light heavyweights. I mean, maybe at one point, but middleweight to me is great. Or John Jones even fighting. You want to see John Jones fight Francis and Gon? Like, I would like to see that fight. Yeah, I, I would like to see it, but for John Jones? Yeah. That, that's, and Gano's a guy who, like, literally, I keep talking about Ngano. I know people are getting sick of it. I don't blame you. I'm a fucking one-trick hack pony, but I like this guy. <laughs> But, you know, there are guys... But I mean, I thought that about Mark Hunt, too, and Brock smothered him. So I, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about half the time. But some of these guys, like, you literally can't take more than one of their punch punches. I, and, and I would be interested to see a guy like Jones fight him, but I don't like that fight for John Jones at all. Then again, I didn't like the Cormier fight for John Jones, and he won it. Yeah, he just kept taking him down and doing the thing that... He kept taking him down. And everyone... is the thing that everyone was like, well... He won't be able to take him down like he did, like like most of his recent fights. And then he did, and he's like, "This guy's a fucking Olympic wrestler." Everyone who fights Jones goes, "This son of a bitch is way better than I thought he was." <laughs> they all have to give it up. I yeah, mean, Chael had to say it. Chael, he was. I went to that fight. It's the only UFC fight I've been to, and it was just impressive to watch how quick he broke his toe and still won the fight. Chael couldn't if Chael had wasted a few more seconds, and Chael was the champion. Oh, because he never would have been. John would not yeah. have been able to come back out and fight. They would have fought a rematch, and I think John would have won it. But that would have broken John's record. That literally, how how long before Chael tapped? Was it like in the final thirty seconds? Yeah, it was round one. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're right. It was like the la yeah last thirty seconds. It was right before it happened, and then he came yeah. out and took a picture, and you're like, okay, Whoa. where's my hold on? Where's my notes? Uh, this is what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Hold on, God, me and my notes. Oh, for Pete's sake, uh, I, I want to talk about. Was it? You're like an unprepared prosecutioner. It was not. Uh, da, 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 it was not scary. Uh, you did you murder? I don't know if you did. Oh God. It, no, here it was. It was Nico Price uh, beating Morono. Did I say his name, Alex Morono? Yeah. I have never because I think Morono was winning that fight. I thought he looked really good. I thought he was winning that fight, and uh, and Price, who was undefeated, knocked. It was. I've never seen anybody hit so on the buzzer at. The uh, the five minute mark of the second round, it was literally the end of the round, and he knocked him out. I, I've never seen it that on. It was like the way they make a movie. Yeah, where it's uh, like the five second. You just hear the click of the ten second mark, and then and a couple more seconds, pow, yeah. like that fast. That's got to be. If you're the guy getting knocked out, you got to be like, man, why didn't I just put my hand up? Yeah, one more time and just go to the just go to the bell. Yeah, it was such a good fight, uh, but I, I really thought that. Uh, uh, Price was going to lose that. And I wrote some notes down. Look at this. Hey. I wrote, I wrote uh, Price took this fight on short notice and had success early on with some very hairy <laughs> kicks that were landing. Price did throw a kick in Mor uh, Morono counter with a left hook and dropped him. Uh, in my mind, when you're writing your notes, you're just in your desk chair and then you write that and then you look out the window like a satisfied writer. My hands you know. behind my... <laughs> I, I put my hands behind I said in the second round, Price is cornering. Get me yelling for him to be lighter on his feet. Ooh, they're going to love that on Unfiltered. They call me George <laughs> Plimpton because I'm a writer. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Morona was very mobile and 
Price seemed content to just counter. <laughs> Think about that. Drink that in, scumbags. <laughs> There's no reason for me to say that. Give me a live read. But no, my memory is so bad. I, I, I write down very specific notes on the phone. No, I, I never good. get to them. Um, I mean, I, I have a terrible memory. And it's like if I was trying to do a Super Bowl recap, there'd be a ton of stuff I forgot. I could say this. I could say 21-3, 28-3, 28-12. And then it just, the hinges came off. Okay. Totally. It should have been 28-13, but this fucking missed that goddamn field goal. I'm yeah, talking no. like this. Hey, Patriots won that game. They earned that win. I mean, they got two two-point conversions. When the chips were down, they pulled it through all these sports cliches. Yeah, 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 yeah. How great was it to watch that piece of shit Roger Goodell get booed? Oh, nonstop. And by the way, he did it. The way that uh, ex-boyfriend shows up at a cookout for the family where they're like, we hate you. And he's like, I just come in here to drop off my keys. I don't want any fucking problems. I know you all hate me. I was bad to her. I had a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Fuck you. And Brady was a classy guy. No, he he left. There's a funny picture, actually, while Goodell is talking. You could see Belichick and Brady in the background just, like, hysterically laughing. They might not have been laughing yeah, at I'm that, sure but they, they, must, but I they hope, were probably I hope they were. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, I met Tom Brady once. Um, didn't love him, if you want the truth. He lives down the street from me in the Big Apple. And despite me staying in the lobby, yelling, where's Giselle? Uh, I've got to hang out uh, with him. Uh, but I, I was talking to him, and he was a little snotty, because I said to him, I'm like, dude, are you, like, it was in the office. I'm like, you in between jobs? Uh, looking to earn a little extra money. I said, you want to earn uh, an extra $500 bonus? Yeah. I got a gig for you. And he's like, dude, I'm one of the greatest quarterbacks. I've got the greatest quarterback in history. And I'm like, shut up, Tom. Mm-hmm. I said, Lyft, L-Y-F-T. It's the ride-sharing app that lets you be your own boss. And then he put his hand in his chin. He said, oh, do tell. <laughs> and I said, I'm Look, intrigued. I said, Tom, you can make up your own hours, earn up to 1500 bucks a week driving your own car. He said, oh, for Pete's sake, Jim, don't stop talking. I said, look, there's other ride-sharing apps. And he went, boo! I'm like, Tom, no need to be that way. <laughs> I said, although technically you're right because Lyft. And he goes, how do you spell that? I said, L-Y-F-T. They do treat their drivers right. It's a flexible way. Make some extra money anytime, nearly anywhere. What you got to have is a car and a head. I've said that to you. You need a head. Lyft okay. drivers can make up to 35 bucks an hour. And getting started really is just, oh, I, you had it. I dropped the paper. I'm not even going to pick it up. I'm going to do this from memory. That's not the paper you hear. <laughs> um, it really is just a tap away. You uh, can drive morning. Let me just improv. Weekends, nights. You flip into driver <laughs> mode. Start making money. What else? Uh, plus, I guess, Lyft drivers can earn tips right through the app. And they really do add up. Uh, and you don't have to wait days or weeks to get paid. That's one of the best things about Lyft. You can cash out instantly once you've made $50 thanks to Express Pay. Look, it all adds up. Driving with Lyft is super flexible, allows you to keep 100% of your tips. That's why a restaurant drops jobs out, because you got to share them. Yeah, you got to tip out, as they say. Hey, I'm a very sexy waitress. I've been showing my bosoms. People are tipping me. You've done nothing. Why should I share with you? Yes, you're just a bartender that makes me my drinks that the people order. Sign up today at lyft.com slash Unfiltered, L-Y-F-T dot com slash unfiltered. Now, right now, Lyft has a very special offer for our listeners. You get $500 new driver bonus after you complete 100 rides within 30 days. Very, very doable. Unless you're a totally lazy idiot, you can absolutely do 100 rides in 30 days. Because I take literally, if, if I'm doing a ride share uh, app or whatever you call I'm literally taking sometimes two or three a day. Yeah. So if I'm taking two or three a day, you as the driver can easily do 130. I mean, don't get me started. 
lyft.com. It's L-Y-F-T slash unfiltered today. Start making extra money. If you're an actor or an actress or a comedian or anything in the performing arts, you can like schedule it around your auditions. You flip it on, you drive, you go to your audition, you fail miserably, you go back to making the real money. Done. $500 new driver bonus. Limited time only. Of course, restrictions do apply. L-Y-F-T.com slash unfiltered. Don't be a goose. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Have you ever sent flowers online before? It's honestly, it's not a satisfying experience. You lured in with a $19.99 advertised price, and when you check out, it's $74. What happened? And when the flowers arrive, they're not at all like the picture. They're almost dead. If flowers could be manically depressed, your flowers are depressed. They're sad. They've been banged around. Those are the flower companies. They're just middlemen jacking up the price you pay. Bokes.com. B-O-U. Books. Like a bouquet. Oh, bouquet. You know what? Leave that in there. Leave the humiliating spelling error. (laughs) And then how my my producer not only corrected me, but will soon be fired for not telling me before it was Books. Yeah, I love that you went in there with so much confidence that it was Books. I did. I had Books energy. It was Books. Yeah. And you know what? With humility, I'll say Books. (laughs) B-O-U-Q-S.com. Just think Jim screwed it up. Books.com offers a better way. Farm fresh flowers that are not cut until you order them, which is really great. Uh, they can last up to two weeks. These are the best quality flowers you can get. Additionally, we provide full transportation prices, no endless upsells, and free delivery on weekdays when you register at Books.com. B-O-U-Q-S.com. Be a hero this Valentine's Day and save 20% when you order early. Don't think you're going to order the morning of February 14th and have books.com cut them and ship them. It's not going to happen. Our flowers sell out for Valentine's Day, so do not delay because they're fresh and you want fresh flowers. You're a lousy spouse. Yeah. You listen to this podcast. You're not a good husband. You're not, you talk about fighting all the time. Your wife's like, shut up. I'm worried about the kids. Yeah. And you're like, Anderson's fighting Brunson. She's like, shut up. The kids are going to the bathroom all over the place. Finally, be a good spouse. Get her something she likes. Flowers. Books.com. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com. Promo code UFC gets you 25, uh, 20% off. That's pretty nice. Simple ordering, it's a transparent pricing, there's no stupid hidden fees, no upsells, no additional care and handling. <laughs> Do you want care for your flowers? I touched it specially for you. No, I don't need care. You just want them to get tossed around. I just don't want them dead before they get there. They're going to be in my house. They don't live forever, I understand. They're not computers. They're going to be alive for a few weeks. I'll screw up again, the flowers will die, I'll reorder some more. That's how it works. No bait and switch product. Farm Fresh Books, what you see is what you get. B-O-U-Q-S dot com. It's a great product for Valentine's Day. You suck as a boyfriend. Yes. You suck as a husband. Yes. So do it. Make up for it. Buy her something nice. Everyone, every spouse likes fresh flowers. I'm saying her because I'm a showman. Even roommates. Just get one for your roommate. It's nice. You know what? Sir, whatever. You know what, Dan? That is a f- what a phenomenal idea that is. Do it to be a silly goose. You're a guy. You're a lousy... If you take a real stinky dump and you know your roommate's got to deal with it, this the next day have some flowers. Have some books. Have some books. Or just order it for a guy for no reason. Just no reason. Not to, don't be sexual about it. Just order books.com. Find out, even do research. Google what color of rose means friendship. Yeah, and then do the one that means love. Yeah, red. Red for love. And say, uh, hey, love. you're a great roommate. These are for you. Like a real alpha guy. Yeah, nothing like wa- nothing like waking up with my best bud in the same house. Yeah, happy you're here. Yeah. Enjoy S- these. I smell flowers. They make me think of you. I love watching you sleep. Enjoy these, buddy. Yeah, I think bud. of these every time I watch you sleep. Pow. Yeah. 
Enjoy Papa Pal in quotes. He won't know what to make it. But <laughs> Do you think Matt would like flowers if you sent him? Love flowers. Yeah. Jimmy, you didn't tell me you were going to send flowers. I didn't get you anything. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, it's a little weird. <laughs> Matt would appreciate the gesture, but he'd be a little annoyed that I fucking uh, he wouldn't understand what I meant. By I really it. hope you do this now. I hope this inspires I'm you. I'm going to order some books.com for Matt. For, for the next podcast. For my friend Matt. When he shows up. I might not be here Wednesday. I know, I know. No, this when you are here. Up. I like your guidance counselor energy the Thank entire time. It, it was, felt, to, to it was people, motivated. Thank you very much. It, it felt, I felt like an inner city student that was really finally seeing the light. I wish Anderson could have come in studio. He's in the city. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing, honestly. Yeah. It would have been great to have him. It sounded like he was running errands in a van. <laughs> yeah, it's they're all talking. Oh, he's the doing a lot of media this week though. Oh, okay. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. He's but doing it was, media. It was great. Yeah, no respect. You, you, once I heard the interpreter, I was like, I think I'm good on this side of just listening to Jim interview. I don't mind it. I would hate that on the radio show, but I, I don't I don't mind it on the he kicked me in studio once. I asked I him know. to kick me, but not he didn't do it that hard. But you see that he kicks pretty he's got some pretty good kicks. Oh, not bad. <laughs> okay. With that round tree, we, we talked about that in the beginning. That Khalil round tree, fucking knee to the face. As soon as his hands came up off that floor, he he timed it beautifully. And he literally knocked him out on his feet. Yeah. And then he drove it an extra knee as he was falling, but it hit him in the chest because they thought it might have been... Um, so if he did land that on the head, is that a no decision? No, nah, that would have been a disqualification because I think his hands were down. Right, If his hand was down and he kneed him in the face, that's like a he bad. catches him when he goes for the shoot. He's yeah. out, and then he does it again. What do you think? You know, with the new rules, though, that's the thing. Like, I, they were saying that it would have been a disqualification, but to me, his feet weren't dead. Like, he would have had to have both hands down, I think. Yeah. You know, it's pretty close. It would have been an interesting call. Yeah. You know. And we did not talk about the OSP. Uh, uh, was that a split decision? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that yeah. Could, that could have gone OSP's way because they were landing. I didn't he think landed he won some that fight. Big punches in the third, though. He did, but I thought. I, and let me see if I can get the name right. Uh, uh, Ozdemir. Yeah. Ooh, Nailed big boy with a memory. It. I thought Ozdemir won. I thought it was close. And I felt bad. Um, I wouldn't have, you know, killed myself if uh, St. Pru won. But I, I thought Ozdemir won that fight. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of a slow moving fight. And and the fans, they were, people were booing. And and even Brian Stan or, or John Anik said, well, they've been spoiled tonight. Because that, that fucking uh, Jessica Andrade fight. Am I saying her name right? Yep. I keep asking you. You got it. That, that uh, uh, fight against Hill was a tremendous, tremendous fight. And I am looking forward to her and Yuani and Jacek fighting badly. I still think they'll be the co-main somewhere. Unless, do they fight in Poland? They need to. If I they think they're like trying Poland, to get them to do that. Um, well, I, could they, they could do a double title. I mean, they could do a big, you know, have oh, yeah. both of those girls fight. Yeah, yeah they, they, a lot of times they'll match up two, two fights. Like, this is a big fight. Holly uh, is the uh, main event. Anderson and, and, and Dark Brunson on the co-main. But who, who's the other? Uh, uh, Wonder Boy and uh, Tyron Woodley. Which, look, you can't be as happy about that if you're Tyron because you, you, you fought this fucking savage Wonder Boy and you kept your title. Yeah. You can't want to do it again immediately. You have to deal with that shit again. No. No, because you're trying to avoid... Uh, again, he did a good job of mitigating everything that Wonder Boy was doing, but... He could catch you with a kick or whatever. Yeah. Yes, he can. He's got all those crazy ass kicks too. Yeah. But Tyron is fucking. It yeah. was, was deadly in that fourth round. I mean, he was. Yeah. I, he, I, the, the, the amount of pressure he was putting on, and that guillotine, and he just couldn't get it. Yeah. Like you can't. When, when he came out, it was like a phoenix riding from the ash. Riding, the way people cheer him, his back was bent. Just you could preventing see his spine. Yeah. Wonder Boy's spine. You were like, he's gonna snap his neck. Yeah. He, it was he, legitimately the first time I've seen a guillotine choke where I was like, he could break his neck. I've right now. never ever been so convinced and Rogan was even saying I watched in the replay he's gonna tap he's gonna tap everyone thought who do you think they're gonna replace Mike uh, Goldberg with because that's uh, is Joe doing this Brooklyn fight 
Yeah, it's, I'm talking it's a very quickly. I'm on my 300th coffee today. I apologize. Uh, it's a pay per view, so Joe will be there. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder who's going to replace. They asked me to do it, and I is, said no. Is Goldberg gone? Yeah, for good. Yeah, he left. Where where is he where is he going to go? I don't know. Nobody knows yet. WWE. He'll get another job. I mean, obviously, he'll get another announcing job. But oh. I they, they 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 Dana asked me if I wanted to do it, and I said no. How come? Thanks for playing along. I was. Please, I appreciate it. You want to know what the best part was? What there was a second where I was like. Hey, it could happen. He does no the podcast. No one listening believes it. Well, I'll tell you Jimmy! what. Your, your Jimmy! Sarah, if I told Matt that. <laughs> Jimmy, don't fucking leave. <laughs> I love that you made him fucking raging Matt. bull. <laughs> That's how Matt is. Yeah. Matt's you fucking, overcooked the steak. It yeah. defeats the purpose. Matt's, Matt's too nice to do that. Like Matt's not an abusive guy. He's just a loud Long Island dude. He's, but Matt's, Matt can never be abusive. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just like, Lamato was a fucking prick at one point. Matt's never been a prick. Matt's just a good guy. Loud, Donnie, Chris the producer. Matt, but Matt has don't even think of fucking around energy. Oh, absolutely. You I know? Did, yeah, I met him once at Sirius, and I was like, this guy's yeah. That's that's a man we just do not fuck with. Yeah, he's a he's a, a very very lovely guy. Give me the last read. I'll do it. Can we got to wrap up? Oh, sure. Okay. This is a very that. timely one. Here yeah, I'm happy. Oh. A timely one? Ooh. <laughs> Hope it's for condoms and how I know. Hey. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy, this is a... All right, this was fun. Yeah, it was a good episode. Thank you to Wycliffe, John, for coming in. Um, well, who is he on Twitter? Let's plug Wycliffe's Twitter. He was very fun. Um, I did not ask him about Trump questions. I should have. But we, we were just, you know, it's sometimes when a guy walks in, people go, why don't you ask him about being the president or the charities or any of this? I, I literally didn't think of it. Like I had all this stuff on the prep yeah. sheet. I wrote it down. But he's a fun guy to talk to. Yeah. And yeah I, I yeah. just didn't think to follow up with the Trump question. So I apologize if somebody wanted me to ask something and I didn't. I didn't he know. He seemed like he was very open to have a conversation about anything. He even brought a guitar. He was going to sing. We didn't ask him to sing. Yeah, I didn't know he was. And you find out he's in apocalypse shape. And you're like, oh, I just want to talk about your your plan. I forgot he was on that fucking song, that Shakira song. I love that song. I'm a hipster, lie. If you heard, if you heard my, uh, I love that song. Very honest reaction to that was because I jerked off to that music video <laughs> more than any other music video. He said the same thing when I mentioned the safety dance. Yeah, we can dance if we want to. I'm like, yeah, the oh, little guy jumping around. Oh God, if they're, they're, they're no friends of ours. Yeah, no friends of ours. They don't dance. Uh, oh, I'm almost there. They're on that maypole. Yeah, the little fella dancing. And having fun. Oh, his thick wrists. <laughs> oh, those thick, thick wrists. Yes. Oh, he's just at Wyclef on Twitter. W Y C L E F. I'm going to send him a tweet. Now we get the pictures. Let's see how they come out. No flash again. I'm amazed how people insist on taking it. And I, I know I sound like a prima donna dick. I know it. Can we start calling you Flash? But Jim, Jimmy every, Flash It's Norton? almost like every, the first time I didn't bitch, but it was like literally six times. I'd be like, we should just get a Flash. We should and get a Flash. They, they go in the other room and then they roll their eyes. They go, yeah, like, oh, he's a dick. Diva. And then we get the pictures and it's not good. The diva wants a Flash. Is my lighting good, boys? Yeah, I know. I sound like Joan Crawford. Is my lighting good? Yes, get me a Flash and then let me beat you with a hanger that you hung this dress on. I hate you. There are nipples on the shoulder. <laughs> get proper light. I want my picture. Picture to shine. This man's a founding member of the Fujis. Yes, why wouldn't we have a flash? I've asked for a flash. It looks like I have man titties. Oh, I don't like the bottom of my bosom. I don't like the shadow my bosom's cast on my stomach. I want fresh flowers every <laughs> podcast. And me undies. I want good <laughs> modal feeling underpants. <laughs> you are a regal man. That's right. If I get fired from acting, I'll drive with lift. <laughs> 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 that should be a read. It should be. 
This was fun. Thank yeah. you, man. Dan, you're brilliant and funny. I love having you Thanks, uh, at Jim. any show I'm on. So th- anytime, come back. I was. I love hanging out with you, bud. And this was great. And I was really worried that all these MMA fans would be like, who's this half no, of fucking dipshit? But I am a fan, but a casual fan. I don't act like I know shit. So thank you to the great Wycliffe and, of course, Anderson Silva. Even though it was hard to understand what the call, there was a lady there, there was a guy. Oh, I loved his diplomat voice. It makes me just want to fucking watch yeah. him kick his head off on Saturday. But uh, it was great to talk to him. It's always... Great. He's the nicest at the beginning at the end because he was so happy to be wrapping up the chat. Oh, guys, I, love I love you. I love you. I'd name my next child after you. You're yes. so beautiful. Yes. Uh, we're going to go now. Okay, bye. Bye. It's, a, it's when you're walking down the driveway. He's a lovely guy. Yeah. Yeah. I loved when he halfway through where he just has an interpreter. He's like, just tell me what they're saying. Yeah, what? You, you, here's what that was. I was like, talking and he just looked at the interpreter. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys very much for listening. Chris, good job today. Thanks, man. You guys too. And uh, thank you, uh, Matt. Hope you're okay. We'll see you Wednesday. Goodbye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.